0: Hi podcast listeners, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an Ex-Mormon. I'm your host, Allie, and on today's episode, I have interviewed Candace. She is a former member of the Jehovah's Witnesses faith, and they have a lot of similarities to Mormonism in practice, and I think a lot of similarities in the doctrine itself, I didn't know a lot about the Jehovah's Witnesses prior to this episode, so a big part of this interview is questions about the religion, but also finding common ground, especially in our exits from our church, our churches. Trigger warning here, uh, there is some talk of child sexual abuse and suicide mentions. This episode has some really happy funny parts and some really dark sad parts so fair warning on that but this has to have been one of my favorites so far that I have recorded as I felt a genuine connection with Candice and so I hope you guys can feel that and enjoy today's episode so without further ado here is Candace. Candice, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Hi, welcome to I the know. show.
1: Hello, Hi, thank you for having me on. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm excited to have you here. Everybody, this is Candice. We met on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Candice is ex-Jehovah's Witness. How long have you been out? I
1: um, was excommunicated in 2008. So I've been out for a while. It took me a while to get to that point when I actually left. It was 2006 and um, it took about two years to fully ease out of it. And I think that anybody that's been in one of these like high controlling religions will realize how difficult it is to actually leave because you have years and years of deconstructing to do because you've
0: literally been brainwashed and you don't realize it until you're out. Absolutely. I grew up like not around a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses, but I have heard a million times how similar Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses are in like doctrine and practice. And then, so I, I imagine leaving is quite difficult similarly, but possibly more, because I've also heard that the Jehovah's Witnesses like. Excommunication process is yeah. is even more intense than the Mormonism process. So tell me a little bit about that, like, because let, let yeah. me let me tell you, about, like quickly, like I technically I'm not excommunicated. I'm a, still a member. They um, they don't really excommunicate you unless you go in and like confess your sins and um, sort of like ask for excommunication, yeah. or if you want to repent and maybe. Be part of the church again. Then they'll decide whether or not you have to be rebaptized. Like you've been such a sinner, you have to be rebaptized. Oh wow! I didn't realize that they rebaptize. Like they'll, wow. yeah. So they'll excommunicate you for a minimum of one year. You'll be like considered not a member, and then you have to like redo the whole baptism process. I um, see. Oh, okay, and that's like if you and during that an intense process, amount. yeah.
1: Um, so during that year process do they like do they shun you or do they just kind of
0: no I mean it's it's gonna be awkward <laughs> like yeah, when you're yeah. at church and stuff because the I don't do you guys do like the sacrament the bread and water at church no Um. we we
1: pass uh, we used to pass bread and wine during the Passover Um. but But that's it. But nobody like partook or anything unless they were considered one of the anointed 144,000, which was very questionable in itself. (laughs) Interesting. A lot of people used to partake. uh, Yeah, it was. Yeah. They believed that the 144,000, those who were anointed were going to heaven when they died and everybody else was going to be like. If they were going to make it through Armageddon, if they were like devout Jehovah's Witnesses and that they would like live in like a paradise earth forever. Ever. But then, one hundred forty-four thousand, when they passed away, would go to heaven. How do you know if, if you are part of that one hundred forty-four thousand? They they say you you just know. So you can only imagine, <laughs> like some of the people, the anxiety. That partake. Yeah, and not to mention that well over one hundred forty-four thousand people over the years have partook. So it was right. a really like questionable,
0: problematic thing. Like, Interesting. Yeah. I always wondered how people like. Because I think that's not the only religion that ha- has that number. Like there's something in the Bible about that. I know. Yeah. But. So anyway, I asked that because um, in Mormonism, you 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 take the bread and water every Sunday, but only if you're like a worthy active member. So yeah, if, if you've been excommunicated, then um, you're not supposed to take the bread and water. It doesn't technically hurt anything if you do, but if you're not a Is member, it frowned if, upon. If you are a member. And you've sinned enough, and you do take the sacrament, then you're essentially like condemning yourself to hell. It's all very complicated. Oh my
1: goodness! (laughs) So what what your what your guys is like? You know that sounds like in a Jehovah's Witness sense is like so Jehovah's Witnesses can get reproved either privately or publicly before getting disfellowshipped. Sometimes they will just disfellowship you right away, like you know they you don't even go through that. But if you are repentant then you might be publicly or privately reproved, which means you get your privileges in the congregation taken away and they announce it to the congregation. So it's like a oh. really humiliating thing. And they do that with both re- like getting re- publicly reproved and disfellowshipping. Like you get announced, your name gets announced. So it's like really super shameful. Oh. And then if you get announced um, as being reproved, then people are supposed to just be wary, you know, like, you know, that person has sinned, don't let them bring you down type thing. Oh. But if you get disfellowshipped and you just happen to be there when they announce you, then after the meeting is over, everybody in that congregation, including your family has to treat you like you're not even there, like
0: you don't even <gasps> exist. So and then that's like part of the doctrine, like, yeah, you need to stop communication with your child. And so if
1: if the child is underage and still lives at home, then they, you know, are allowed to stay at home. But like the parents aren't supposed to have any sort of emotional relationship with them, so to speak. They're just supposed to, like, you know, meet their physical needs, but not supposed to, you know, which is highly abusive in itself. Yeah. And as a result, people Jehovah's Witnesses have a really high um, suicide rate for this very reason. Oh, that's You can only imagine what that kind of thing will do to a person, especially if they're already struggling mentally. That's what happened in my case. Like I was already, I was experiencing postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis at the um, time they disfellowshipped me. And I warned them. <clears throat> I was like, I don't think I can deal with this right now like I'm scared that I you know I yeah. am mentally not okay and I need my mom more than ever like because yeah. at that point I had already had you know my third baby and he was still a newborn and you know I told them like I I'm, I'm scared like of what I'm going to do if this happens right now they didn't care they did not care they just fellowship me anyways and <laughs> pretty shortly after that I tried taking my life And this has been the case with, um, I just lost my seventh friend um, by suicide um, last year. Yeah.
0: Oh, Candace, that's heartbreaking. And I don't think that, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay.
1: This is good. Like I don't think that they realize how fucking damaging it is do that to another human being like they they have solitary confinement for a reason like for like murderers and stuff but they do that to their members yeah and you know humans aren't like um i don't feel like they're equipped to cope with that like losing everybody and everything you know all at once
0: yeah we're inherently like tribal creatures yeah We're supposed to be with, with our tribe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just like imagine, you know, and they they kind of, they hold you back from the outside world. So you're not allowed to really hang out or be friends with anybody. That's not a Jehovah's witness growing up. You're not allowed to celebrate holidays, things like that. So when you get cut off like that from everybody you've ever known your whole life, including your family, you have nobody. Like you're alone in the world, and if you don't have like some your people that you've met beforehand, like then
0: you literally are all alone. How did and you, I? How did you do it? <laughs> like I honestly that's don't. Really, know. that's a lot more intense than <clears throat> like even leaving Mormonism. And I, you know, people ask me all the time, "How'd you do it?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, it was hard, but it was." It was doable. Yeah. This sounds this sounds a lot worse. Like I'm I'm yeah, it, genuinely curious. Like, do you talk to your family at all? Or um very,
1: very rarely. Um if anything, I sometimes will talk to my mom, but it's usually just like, hey, can I pick up the boys? You know, and you know, she sees my kids and stuff. And, you know, because I don't hold my parents back from seeing their grandkids. Like I would never stoop to that level. That's just me personally, you know. Of course. Um, And I don't want to keep them from, but I mean, I do tell the boys, like, I, you know, just be weary about, like, if anything is presented to you, you know, because they know how it is because they've seen me go through it. Yeah. So, you know, she talks to me, like, on a as-needed basis, but that's about it. My oldest sister, she was baptized, and she was disfellowshipped for fornicating with her fiance who was disfellowshipped (laughs) at the time. And so she got disfellowshipped and I was 16 when this happened and she was 19. And I think that was my very first indicator, like something's not right here. If they're telling me I cannot talk to my sister, you know, like suddenly she's just cut off from our family. Like that was my first like, uh uh-huh, you know, moment. But I had already been baptized at that point. And When you are baptized as a Jehovah's Witness, then your fate is sealed. If you ever try to leave, like that's what's going to happen. If I would have never been baptized, then I wouldn't be shunned to the level that I am today. And they try to lure in children to get baptized because you don't know what you're doing. You're entering a contract as a kid. You have no idea. I got baptized when I was twelve, and the Only, the only reason I got baptized is because my friends are getting baptized and I thought it'd be fun. Only reason. I had no idea what
0: I was getting myself into. Again, tribalism, right? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly it. The way you're like It's the same. I mean, it's the same way in Mormonism. So you are, is there like an age limit for baptism? Like, do they? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> so can you, they they can baptize if you're three and you want to get baptized. Can, yeah, like, you can, do, heard, can you do that? I've heard kids as young
1: as five being baptized as Jehovah's Witnesses. I think that's like the youngest I've heard of as of yet, but they definitely baptize them young if they can, because that's their way to, you know, remain in control of them.
0: But they so they still kind of want this aspect of like oh the child chose this like
1: yes yep um, it's so, very so it's not babies the like the
0: Catholics yeah it, no it's not like no. that
1: it's like you okay. have to make the choice to get baptized
0: okay it's the same in Mormonism um you have to be at least eight years old okay Mormonism. at least there's
1: an age limit shoot
0: <laughs> yeah there's an age limit um however. Again, you know, you think of an, eight, an eight-year-old. Yeah, that's a child. <laughs> they are not equipped to make decisions like that. No. Like I think all. of uh, just from, from in my own life, I think of examples of like maybe political stances, you know, you'll talk to an eight-year-old and what are their political stances? It's whatever their parents is. They, yeah. don't, they don't have that kind of criti- critical thinking skills really that are required for these kind of complex yeah. um, ideas. No, and that's exactly it. you I think that's it's right. the same way in Mormonism, you know. So, uh although I did practice Mormonism up until well past like the age that I could choose, I I think that uh 8 years old is a bit young to uh to practice baptism. They say that that's the so they claim that that's the age of accountability, but it feels young to me.
1: Yeah, no, that's way too young for for any kid to be making any decision like that, that's going to impact the rest of their life. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I think these high controlling religions they they realize that, you know, and they also see with the internet nowadays and stuff that people are starting to open their eyes. You know, people are leaving <clears throat> these high controlling religions in droves, and um, I think they know that, so they try to encourage more kids to get baptized so they can remain in control of them.
0: Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. Also, I think that another thing our our religions had in common was um, the missionary program. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the, how that like really will solidify people into the, the faith. Yeah. Now, the Jehovah's Witness missionary program, you essentially do it from home, right? Like you don't have to go somewhere.
1: Um, so I'm not really sure how things have changed since I've been out, because I know like that's, you know, especially after COVID and stuff but um they do go um overseas sometimes they go you know serve where the need is great what they call it Oh, okay um and so they will send yeah and they'll send them overseas and then some people will pioneer and it's usually the women because the men work and the women stay at home with the kids and you know like women are just basically encouraged um to get married, have kids, and be a regular pioneer. Like, that's Ugh. what they want the women to do. And, you know, that's why when I left, like, literally, a month after I left, I immediately enrolled in college. <laughs> like, that was the first thing. I'm like, higher education, oh, you know? And I'm congrats. so glad I did that. Thank you. Um, but they don't, I I feel like they want to dumb women down, and they that's their way of remaining in, in control, because... I don't know how it is in Mormonism, but women are not allowed to hold positions of power in the congregation, as Jehovah's yeah. Witnesses.
0: Yeah, it's it's essentially the same uh, in Mormonism. They'll argue that point a little bit. There's leadership roles in for females in Mormonism, but it's not to the extent of the male leadership roles. Like, yeah. You can never get quite as high. How do I put this? Have you heard of the term, like, priesthood? Do you guys have that in your... I've heard the term.
1: I've heard the term. We, it's... like, our guys are called, like, elders. Like, my dad was an elder, which is, yeah. like, the, a preacher, pastor.
0: Right. Well, there's a, there's different levels in Mormonism as well. There's, like, uh, different levels of priesthood. And priesthood is, they call it God's authority on earth, like, through man. It's It's sort of this, like vague concept but men have it and women don't and
1: the period sounds like the governing body
0: sounds yes. exactly
1: like the governing body like the governing body is made up of a group of men only men women yes. are not allowed and yeah, they yeah. run everything
0: yeah yeah it's the exact same yeah
1: <laughs> interesting so, man <laughs> yeah in
0: both We've and been played <laughs> yeah oh my goodness and the, and then there's the the whole history of polygamy in old mormonism oh, uh-huh. and then um nowadays it's practiced by a lot of the branches like the kind of the cult branches of mormonism the, the mainstream mormons don't yeah. practice polygamy these days but um whew, that's another big one that has rubbed me the wrong way like the history of yeah. polygamy and and then the people who practice it now like whoo right (laughs) it's so interesting because you look at you know from a
1: an outsider's standpoint you know like you know like polyamory is like totally accepted now because like you know humans are mammals but with polygamy it seemed different because it's these old men taking little girls to be their wives and Mm -hmm. i've seen that like as it's, it's so i mean i i know that there's like other ones too, but like they, they'll still take multiple wives. But it's like, I haven't seen a woman take multiple husbands. I don't know. I, it's just like their yeah. way of controlling women and females. So strange. Like, I mean, yeah, it is really weird. And it's the same, I mean, like, Jehovah's Witnesses, they, you know, they weren't polygamous, but they sure do like molesting little kids and covering that up. but it's like the men you know like the men yeah they control everything they control the narrative of everything and like i don't think that women would like i don't think that they would ever change anything like they won't even change like the two witness role like if somebody gets sexually assaulted um and they go to the elders and they tell them the elders um if there wasn't a witness like who's gonna be a witness to a rape seriously like what what? yeah and so they yeah there has to be two witnesses that saw it in order for the person to be held accountable if not it's your word against theirs what yes (laughs) i I swear to god i swear to god that is so weird (laughs) yeah and so it's really problematic especially for um You know, people that have been molested or raped, which happens a lot. I found out after I was
0: disfellowshipped,
1: this was probably like maybe eight years after I was disfellowshipped. I discovered that one of the elders that was on the judicial committee that disfellowshipped me was disfellowshipped himself years and years prior for pedophilia And his um, victims were little girls in our congregation. So not only did they, so they did disfellowship him, but they kept it a secret from everybody else in the congregation. So like, you know, nobody knew that this guy was walking among their children who had like, you know, done that kind of stuff. So not only do they like reprimand him in private, but they reinstate him eventually. And they appoint him an elder, (laughs) I was so, like, disgusted when I found that out. And I'm like, wait, so this guy was on my committee lecturing me on morality when he was sitting there doing stuff to little girls. Like, I...
0: Of course. They're the worst ones. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The ones who are really high and mighty, I feel like, are always the ones that have the skeletons in their closets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: and when i I, yeah no it's true it's true and i unfortunately know a lot of girls that you know and knowing what they have gone through is like felt like nothing compared to like what happened to me when i was little like which i like suppressed for years and years and years um and the first time i ever brought it up was after my suicide attempt um when i was talking to one of the therapists in the, you know, I was like fifty one fifty Um and yeah, I finally let it all out to that therapist. And um the way they make you feel, they make you feel like like since it was like dealt with through the elders in the congregation that you're not allowed to talk about it anymore. And um I remember It was after um, an assembly. We have assemblies, like, you know, a couple times a year where bigger crowds will congregate in one big area, you know, one big stadium or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, and have like these. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they have these big conventions or assemblies. And afterwards, sometimes certain congregations are given cleaning assignments. So um, our congregation was given a cleaning assignment. And I think they had to, like, count money afterward from the donations. So Mm -hmm. afterwards, I'm sitting there waiting for my parents. I think they were in the back counting donations or something. I'm like sitting in a chair, and there was like a curtain thing, like they had like this stand-up curtain thing. And I was like sitting in a chair, and then my parents were in behind that. And I saw this guy had like curly brown hair, and he was like going and talking to my mom on and off. And and then I was like sitting there alone, and I was like doodling. I think in my Bible, I used to like write my Bible stuff. and um i'm like st- sitting you know i was a total tomboy kid so i'm like sitting with my legs like this you know in this chair just do to do and this guy comes up and he's like hey and he's like starts trying to make small talk with me i think i was like eight or something like eight or nine um and i'm just sitting there like yeah and you know and you're told like you you know you gotta like listen to the brothers and stuff so i'm just like yeah you know not thinking yeah, anything yeah. of course and he's like And then he was like, you really should sit with your knees together. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, if you don't sit with your knees together, people could do stuff like this to you. And he like, I remember like putting his hand like on my inner thigh (gasps) and like touching my underwear. And like, I remember just like freezing and then like shaking. And he was like, he's like, you don't want your parents like to see you sitting like that and getting in trouble because somebody could do that to you. And I was just like, did that just happen? You know, I'm like a little kid. And then he's like, and if you're smart, you won't tell your parents about that. Because you might get in trouble for being immodest. And
0: what? then he walked
1: away. And then just freely talking to my parents, like nothing. And I'm just like, and I and remember right there, they were on the other side. They didn't see like they were on the other side of this, like stand up, like, thing. it was like this tent wall curtain like one of those stand up oh curtains. Yeah. And um, I was just in shock. Like I didn't even, you know, like my fight or flight, I was just like, yeah. And um, frozen. Yeah. And I remember it being on my mind for a long time and be like, did I do something wrong? And like, he made me feel like it was my fault. So I was yeah. too scared. And then shortly after that, my mom ended up be- um, getting pregnant with my sister. And that kind of shifted my mind to that. And then I just buried what had happened, like, because I just thought, like, it was my fault. And, you know, and then as time went on, I was, I you know, I hear other people like coming out about their stories. And I'm just like, isn't there a statute of limitations? I'm like, I don't want to freaking bring something like this up again and open a can of worms only to find out nothing's going to happen,
0: you know. Yeah.
1: And so I just buried it. I buried it for a long time. And I realized looking back now that was really stupid. You know, well, but they were kind eight. of yeah. Yeah. They kind of make you feel that way. You well,
0: know. Yeah, of course. Oh my god. I'm Sorry. I'm like totally shaking right now. No, Probably not, like, It's talking okay. about this it's while hard.
1: Drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm like having anxiety. Okay, sorry. <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> I mean, this is big and it, you haven't talked much about these things before. No. mm mm
1: nope i've only talked about this with a couple of people and that therapist was the first time i ever talked like that ever came out of my mouth was with that
0: therapist first of all thank thank you for being open and willing to share this um yeah something i mean if it's
1: something that can help anybody else to come forward i will air all my dirty laundry i don't even care if it helps somebody else i will do it
0: I and you know what I I find a um I find a kindred spirit in you that way. This platform for me is is not somewhat like the thing about the ex-mormon community on on TikTok and on Instagram and Facebook is people can become really bitter and angry and that's yeah. not the kind of place I want this to be but yeah. i want it i want it to be a place like for like for you and for anyone else to come and find refuge and solace and like comfort in other in your your own stories and other people's stories um empowerment absolutely mm-hmm. um understanding for you know maybe people out there who are still even members I have lots of friends of mine who are still members of the church who listen to my podcast and yeah. they I I think the, these things can be helpful for people to hear their stories because there's people who are in the the churches the are the various churches who have never had problems like this and so yeah. when, when we leave and we become upset they have no understanding so
1: yeah this is true I, yeah. I know I really appreciate what you do because I think that there is a lot of people out there that are you know there's a name for them in Jehovah's Witnesses they're called Pimos. you know physically in mentally out um, <laughs> and there's a lot of them and you know I feel like these kind of platforms are really important because it'll help people kind of, you know, slowly deconstruct, because a lot of people are so scared to leave, they are terrified, because they know they're going to leave and most likely be cut off from the rest of the world. And you know,
0: your whole and life it's is terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, so scary. And it is. And I feel like they do that to kind of control, you know, they control everybody. But it's like, I understand their fear and stuff, but I like that you take it more of a positive aspect rather than just sitting there just bashing, you know, because I love and miss all of like these people that I grew up with and these families that I grew up. I miss them so much. Like I I love them. I've always loved them and I never stopped loving them, including my family. Yeah, dumb. I realize just how far the indoctrination goes, and that's why I don't blame any of the members. <laughs> I never will because I was once there, and I know how it feels. You know, that's exactly. So how I know I feel. it's just, yeah. It's it's like it's the higher ups. It's not them. You know, they're everyone's being controlled like puppets, and I really hope that one day they're able to see it. You know, because like I, you know, there were positives to my childhood. You know, like yeah, I was raised with morals, and I, you know, I did have a happy childhood, and except for all that bullshit, you know, that (laughs) happened to me. Yeah, but like you know, in general, like you know, I had friends. You know, we didn't celebrate holidays or anything, but like we did other things. You know, and I had very loving parents growing up. You know, I I loved my siblings. I still love my siblings. Yeah. I mean, I think there's pros and cons, but the cons outweigh the pros by quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel that. So how do you, how have you been like coping with the changes? How, how long have you been out? You said, I forgot. Um, I, so
1: I got disfellowshipped in 2008. So it's been 15 years. It's been a long time. Um, and I'm still finding myself deconstructing and I didn't realize, especially with females, I just now started seeing this and doing a little bit of research on it because I've noticed that as I get older and the more I deconstruct, the harder I am like conforming to society. Um, I'm really socially awkward. (laughs) and (laughs) I am a total weirdo probably compared to the rest of the world. Like what is wrong with this girl, dude? Um, so I have discovered, like, why a lot of like, especially the females are like this, because they have been masking their whole lives. They've been masking and totally suppressing who they are as a person and their personality to fit how they are expected to be, you know? Oh, yeah. Sure. And so you hold back your light, you hold back your shine for so long, you know, that when it's you're finally released you don't know how the hell to ask,
0: you know no. well you don't even know like what you are or who you are yeah yeah like what do i like i'm not really sure what i like because i was never allowed to try anything
1: <laughs> yes yes exactly no that's exactly it and yeah like i i have heard that like you know masking like this in high controlling religions can like lead to you know like adhd and autism and adults and stuff i'm like jesus I'm like well that explains a lot yeah <laughs> you know like it's just like they yeah they will suppress your entire personality and you know and it will mentally fuck you in the end and then you have to unravel it all yourself and but i feel like it makes you a lot stronger in the long run going through that you know
0: like well, i feel like and it makes you able to connect with others. I think who have gone mm. through similar things. I try to, I try to look at you know past hardships I've been through, and rather than being upset and angry, I try to think, okay, how can this help another person around me who's in a yes. similar situation? You know, and I love like that. you just mentioned, and so I appreciate you sharing that. What do you do? Like, what are some things that have helped you cope? honestly meditation
1: <laughs> meditation has been a big big part of my life and it's really helped clear my mind and rid all of that old junk out and like make way for like who i really am like you know as a person and my soul and i know i'm a good person and i know i have a good heart and meditation has helped me realize that like that i you know am not this terrible sinner (laughs) that is like doomed for all of eternity and is going to like you know die in armageddon or whatever you know um and i don't know Meditations really helped me like guided meditation i just i um no i i just do the i don't really do like the guided meditation videos I just do the clear my mind in the dark at night and just, you know, see what comes to me. Um, But it's really, really made a big difference in my life. Good. And I'm able to mentally handle, deal with things better
0: and try to help others. I I need to work on that more. The quiet meditations. I do some guided, but I I, I like that. I was
1: doing the guided ones, but... I've got, like, really bad ADHD, and I was living a hard time. (laughs) Like, I would, like, listen to them, and then I would, like, hear my kid, and I'd be like, wait, what? That's precisely why
0: I do the guided ones, because unguided, (laughs) my mind is everywhere, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's interesting how different things work, you
1: know, for different people in that (laughs) aspect. It's so funny. But, But, no, it really has made a huge difference, though, in realizing there's more out there than, you know, just these things and realizing that we're being played by puppets. Yeah. You know. But um I don't know if Mormons have this but um there's a lot of uh what are they called like these like support groups especially like on you know social media platforms, Facebook and stuff that has made a huge difference in my life too and they're great because they can help other people like you can give other people advice If they're, you know, having feelings about leaving and they're too scared and they have, like, all these ex-members in there. I don't know if you guys have any of those
0: groups. Oh, yeah, we do. And, I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to do here, too. That's awesome. Um, Anyway, we were discussing before we got cut off. Sorry, everybody. Free plan on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Cuts you off after four minutes. Heads up. Forty. Anyway, we were discussing, like, uh, support groups. So, um, I... I'm. I guess technically, I'm a part of a couple of them, like on Facebook. Um, but I don't get on them too much because, again, I feel like there's a lot. Like we discussed, there's a lot of uh, a lot of negativity in there. Yeah. Um, a lot of like b- trashing on people who are still members, which like I don't. Yeah, like I, I don't s- like that at all. I don't like I, that. I have seen that. I have seen that from time I to time. S- yeah. I still really respect, obviously there's people I don't respect because that's, yeah. that's the, you know, it's the, the hierarchy, the, the, the creation of the church. I feel like there's a lot that's wrong in there. That's why I don't practice, but there's a lot of people I respect still within the congregation, you know, yeah, my family, same. all those people. So, um, that, yeah. I think that's like a really
1: hard, <clears throat> a really difficult part. And I think that's
0: <clears throat> the reason
1: why it took me so long to start talking is because i was so scared of what my family would think and i didn't want to disrespect them and make them feel like i was disrespecting their religion but at the same time it's like how are we supposed to like get through this with holding it all in you know it's like we yeah. have to talk about it for our own mental well-being and other people need to see that too that it's okay to talk about it it's okay you know
0: yeah yeah that's exactly how i feel i i've shared this like what I'm doing with my family and I've had mixed reactions. Um, I think that like, like there's a couple people in my family who've told me that, uh, you know, they're not going to listen or like give it a chance because they don't, I think they're just expecting that. I think they're expecting it to be really disrespectful. And I tried to explain to them like, no, like, obviously, that you don't mm. have to if it's not good for you. Like, if you don't want to listen, then don't. But yeah. I, I was letting them know, like, this is what I'm doing. I don't want you to, like. That's really good. That's, that's, no, that's good because it shows that you
1: know, still respect them, you know, and you care about their well being too, you know, and their mental well being. I, I feel like, you know, ex members of these like high controlled religions, feel like you know once we're out that we're just out to get them and bring them down and stuff like that and it's like it's not that that's not the case at all I just you know I want them to realize what they you know they're in and try to help them right it's funny because we're both
0: (laughs) then you're sort of both doing it to each other yeah (laughs) you're you're out and you're like let me help you and then and they're like no honey let me help you
1: (laughs) yeah no my mom sends me like well she doesn't as much anymore because I think she knows but like she used to send me publications all the time send me links to you know like watch tower and awake articles and things like that and I truly believe she was trying to help me you know yes she really was like she believes in her heart she's trying to save me Yes. And I love my mom for
0: that. Right. You
1: know? It's the same I in my well, family. I, mean, I, I know how it is. Like, But like, I love my mom for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I have to, something, you know, I think you have to, we have to remind ourselves as people who are out of it is like, when they are, when people are like, essentially preaching at us, most times it's done out of love. I don't think it's yeah. done out of judgment there are elements of judgment in there. Obviously there's trolls on the internet. Like I get trolls on my uh, TikTok page who are like, you know, you're going to hell or whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, the generally it's like, it's like out of love and concern. So I think we have to remember that, like, even though there's aspects of it that have been really difficult for us. um, You know, I want what I really want out of, the you know this podcast and out of everything is is for people to be able to just get along (laughs) yeah no dude i'm with you i am with you
1: i i think like you know i i don't i don't know how it is like with mormonism but i think a reason why jehovah's witnesses have a hard have such a hard time opening up about things is because being labeled as an apostate which i'm pretty sure i will be labeled as an apostate after this but i really don't care at this point i do not care (laughs) um yeah and apostasy to jehovah's witnesses is the the godfather of unforgivable sins so if you like talk down on the religion at all like you're considered an apostate and, like, that is worse than, like, murder or, like, you know, rape or pedophilia. Like, yeah, apostasy is, like, the number one sin that you will never be forgiven for. And I think that's kind of that's how so they scary. remain in control, too, you know, because they know people are going to be too scared to, you know. Like, when yeah. I left, I didn't look up anything, like, for the longest time because I was so scared about being labeled an apostate and when I started digging into the you know the origins of the religion I was very very careful about going on like biased sites I wanted to yeah. get it from like a historian's point of view oh because oh, yes. I was so scared of that so I was so terrified this is like, also apostasy religion Like, <laughs> you know or like these websites and stuff so
0: yeah I oh would... my god it's the same yeah I mean really even still yeah even still I get really like cringy with um so so it's the same thing with Mormonism right like um more you uh, do you know about like the mormon temples i've I've heard a bit about it yeah I actually had a a good
1: friend in high school that was Mormon so I've heard like a little bit about it
0: okay so there's there's like specific ceremonies that go on in Mormon temples mm. and you can only enter if you're not just Mormon but like a really devout Mormon they have interviews before you're allowed inside where they like check to make sure you're following all the rules mm. um and they'll you know ask you all these questions and it's it's a whole nother thing I mean we could go we could totally get into that and how inappropriate yeah. a lot of it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: I've heard about some of the ceremonies that are kind of I was like, "What?"
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're strange, they're interesting. Um it, they have a lot of parallels with like Masonic rituals. Uh, the founder of Mormonism was a Mason and uh I think a lot with, of I just that is they're, really
1: interesting. I recently discovered the founder of Jehovah's Witnesses was a Freemason.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's the same with Mormons. And didn't they pop up around the same time? Like Jehovah's Witnesses. Late 1800s. Yep. Yeah. Go figure. Uh-huh. Go figure. I think Seventh Day Adventists too. They were all around the same time. Yeah. But um, mm. anyway, the regarding like the apostate thing, um, I, so it, it's sort of the same concept as like uh, if you talk about what happens inside the temple. So, oh, okay, uh, and that's not so. That's still something that I like gives me the ick a little bit. I, I've only been out of Mormonism for like three, maybe four years, oh, and man. so it hasn't been super long for me. Um, yeah. Long enough to where you know now I'm finally talking about things publicly, obviously, uh, but not to the point still where I feel like comfortable. Like there's that little voice in the back of my head that like, well, what if? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I hear you. And you know what? It's it will unfortunately probably take you years until you're able to completely deconstruct. Like, you know, it's been what 15 years for me and I'm still to this day I find myself deconstructing. Like it 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 keeps going. When once you think you're there, you're like, "Oh shit, I'm not there." <laughs> you know. <laughs> you don't realize just how deep it goes. Yeah, you know. And not to mention, it's like, you know, you get out into the real world. And it's like, you feel so dumb. Like, I didn't even know, like, what a credit score was. I didn't know what anything was, because they wanted to keep, like, especially the women, they just wanted to keep them dumb and not asking questions, Uh, you know? Yeah. So, like, to this day, I'm still learning the ways of the real world. And it's really embarrassing, you know, (laughs) for, like, a, a woman to not know these things and yeah. I don't know if it's like that for like the, the women, like, you know, Mormons, but. Um,
0: mainstream Mormonism generally is, more, is I mean, it's, it's more pro-women than the Jehovah's Witnesses in that way. Like, okay. uh, like I said, there's not a lot in church leadership. Uh, they do not they don't have anything against like uh education they encourage it like they're like education's great oh yeah because you guys
1: have like the college there and stuff right
0: yeah they're not worried of yeah but they um they do like encourage you know women to be home with their children and stuff they recognize that nowadays that that's not really possible like most of the time both people have to work um they, so it's kind of a mix. Like they, they have a traditionalist view of like the family, like mom generally takes care of the kids, stays home if she can. But yeah. um, I think that they're slightly more progressive uh, okay. than Jehovah's Witnesses in that regard. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, one thing that I've always found to be kind of contradictory though and a little bit strange. So in the... In the early days of the church, um, so Mormons, Mormonism was founded in New York and then it like slowly had to move outside of the United States because of polygamy. People were really freaked out and like essentially kept kicking them out of their cities. So um, mm-hmm. eventually the Mormons all moved to what was then Mexico and is now Utah. So they were outside of the United States oh, wow. for a while. And then when Utah finally became a state, it was one of the first states to really like push for women's rights. I think it was the second state in the union to allow women to vote. So they were like really ahead of time in uh-huh. women's rights. But it's like it's it, it didn't keep up. It's like it slowed yeah. down so that women were really ahead in Mormonism in the early days, but then it's, like, slowed down and sort of gone backwards, I feel like, because, you know, in Utah, you do get still a lot of these these women who, uh, they were married at, like, 18, they pumped out, like, seven kids, and, you know, they never really got the proper education, and to them, that, like, wasn't weird. Like, Mm -hmm. it seems like, that's kind of a normal thing among Mormons too. Like you can sort of go either way with Mormonism, but anyway, so I've just found that to be a little bit strange.
1: Yeah, no, that is, uh, I've, I've seen that um, just like, you know, in the U S in general lately, especially with these like high controlling religions that they're trying to set us back, you know, and all the progress that we've made is just like getting like, you know, blown to the wind. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like they want to go back to that time era. And people like us need to really like band together to not make that happen because we know how it is. You know, yeah. and they, it's like they want the whole entire country to be like that. I feel like,
0: yeah. So, I don't know. I yeah. I, I think I think Mormons are more progressive and like the with females being having a little bit more power. But I still think that. Um, I mean, there was this there was this push for a while when I was in high school <laughs> that women were like basically saying like, we should get the priesthood like we had talked about earlier that, and mm-hmm. the, then everybody was like all the leaders of the church were like, uh, it doesn't work like that. And
1: um, <laughs> how convenient. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I remember thinking to myself <laughs> at the time, cause I was still very active and I remember thinking to myself like, no, like that's just not how it works. And yeah. now I'm out of it. And I look at it and I'm like, well, why not? <laughs> yeah, no,
1: you realize how far the indoctrination goes once you're out. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, it's so weird. Like I, one of my other aha moments growing up when I was a teenager had to do with that. And um, um if, a, if there are all women in the presence of a baptized male, then if they are going to give a prayer for anything at all the woman has to wear a head covering. They have to like put like a shawl over their head to say the prayer. So listen to this bullshit. (laughs) Um, So we were, you know, we have like these little like short little meeting things before we go out door to door. Right. And we meet together and stuff. And then we say a prayer at the end before we leave. So there was one time where there was all women, there was, you know, all females. And then there was this little like 10 year old baptized boy with his mom. The lady saying the prayer had to wear a head covering in the presence of this 10-year-old boy because he was baptized. <laughs> what in the world? And I remember, I think I was like 16 at the time. I was like, what the? Like, I, I was just like, this is freaking weird, you know? And I was like raised in it my whole life. But even then, I was like, oh, this is weird, you know? Do,
0: what is the justification for covering your face? on uh,
1: to tell you the truth i never really found out probably something to do with freaking patriarchy and freaking men being the higher ups and like if you have an appendage between your
0: legs then it must
1: make you more important like you know that's the (laughs) only thing i could think of
0: Uh, it's (laughs) so strange yeah well make uh i think that there are some similarities in um some of the, the Mormon temple um, rituals, but I'll I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, so as not I've to offend some of those rituals, any listeners. Like, like the, yeah.
1: I've, I've heard a little bit about like some about like having to like dress in all white or something and like having people like cut your but body and bless your I, I don't there know. I are, just heard of yeah.
0: Like... But there are veils involved in the prayers okay. um, in some of the the temple prayers yeah like and and it's just the women the women just veil their faces they actually i think they removed (laughs) it recently from the from the temple ceremony but for like many i mean up until now so for 200 years it was that way which is i never i didn't really understand that portion of the temple either yeah i was like i was like why do i have to cover my face
1: yeah no it's just wild some of the the practices of these religions are so freaking wild to me i just don't get it
0: are you know? Are women allowed in the in masonry? Like in no, the, okay. Because I was just thinking, like, I wonder if that was something that had to do in the Mason temples. Yeah, Because like, uh, huh. it—that's I mean, a connection between witnesses- our religion and they were both yeah. started by Masons.
1: Yeah, no, so, that's really interesting. Actually, I didn't even realize that.
0: You know, and all around the
1: same time too. That's hmm, I'm gonna. Do a little. I'm gonna digging do some digging. That, I yeah. think. <laughs> I'm gonna do some digging on
0: the Masons. I think. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, for real. They ju- and I noticed they're trying to cover it, their tracks. Like Charles Taze Russell, the um, founder of you know the whole Jehovah's religious organization. Um, his gravestone was like a, it was like the pyramid that you see like on like the dollar bills oh, with yeah. like the eye symbol and stuff. That was like yeah. his, like his headstone for his grave. They recently removed it in secret and they like have, and oh. I don't know why, but I have a good feeling why, <laughs> you know, they're trying to like cover their tracks and their history because oh, it's yeah. super problematic and it doesn't fit what they're saying today.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know what, the and the I this is interesting too. Um, the the Mormon Church has a very extensive history, obviously. Um,
1: yeah.
0: and there's a lot of cover up as well in Mormonism. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think now with the advancement of the internet and mostly just the internet, it's they they've sort of gone t- towards embracing the history and now they're like teaching it in schools, but they're a thing like, like church schools. But, yeah. um, it's just, it makes me, there, there were things that I did not learn growing up that it, it felt to me like they were trying to cover it. There were things that yeah. I learned when I was an adult that I was like, I was like, wait, this is like a core value. How did I not know this? I've been in it for, yeah. you know, 18 years. And just like little strange things, I-, I don't know one that pops into my head uh is so uh, you're aware of the Book of Mormon, I'm sure, yeah, so the the founder of Mormonism claims to have uh found a some gold plates, uh like a gold Bible essentially in the hills like an angel told him where to find it and then he translated it into english and that's like the origin oh, of about this. the book of mormon but um yeah. i learned later uh so we had learned growing up i was always taught that he used something called a seer stone uh to translate the book of mormon into english which was basically like glasses. It was like a, it was like a rock that were like put into glasses and it would like Uh. translate it. And I was like, sure, whatever. Like, okay. I mean, I've heard of weirder things, maybe not, but (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll give that. But this is where it gets weird to me. I learned after a while and, and this is like doctrine that he didn't even use the stone in glasses to like, look at the book to translate. Sometimes he would just put the stone in a hat and then he'd look inside the hat and then <laughs> like the, telepathically yeah it was like to block out light or something i don't know and and then he, like the words would just appear on the stone on the stone like like an ancient oh version goodness. of a smartphone or something oh my goodness ah! and i and i was like well then why would you even need the gold bible at that point like if, right like if you just had the seer stone, or could you not have just come up with the things in your head, like if if God is yeah. speaking directly to you? So like these are things that, and they're actually now teaching these things in church classes, like at church, mm-hmm. they're teaching it now so that it, I don't know, so that it doesn't seem weird. Because to me, yeah. even the glasses with the little rocks didn't seem weird because I, I just learned it from the time I was a child. But yeah. then as I got older and learned about like the stone in the hat, I was all weirded out. <laughs> I know when you start hearing the contradictions, like
1: those are some aha moments for a lot of people, you know, cause there are so many things that are, you know, they contradict so many. Yeah. And people are too scared to question it though. <laughs> it's like, you know?
0: Yeah. Are there, I mean, are there any weird, um, like, what are some weird things about the beginnings of of your church? Like, um, what- like
1: One that stands out is when they first um, started, they were still able to celebrate holidays and they were able to smoke and all that kind of stuff. And then something changed in around, I believe, like, I don't know, they thought the end of the world was going to come in 1914. And then when it came, and when it came, And the world didn't end, then they bumped it up to, like, the 1970-something, and they just, like, kept, like, you know, like, rolling over and rolling over, and now I guess they're calling it the New White or something. And they're, since, like, they have been unable to meet these prophecies, that they just keep trying to extend it and call it new things. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, dude, how do you guys not see this? How do you not see this? yeah. I don't know why they stopped the whole because they used to celebrate Christmas and stuff and then they stopped and they actually, I recently discovered did not start the whole um, excommunication and um, disfellowshipping thing till I believe the 1950s. Oh something like that. And I also recently discovered that the Catholic Church used to use excommunication as a tool to control their members, but they even stopped. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that they're saints, you know, but like <laughs> they've been stopped because they know that how cruel and inhumane that is. Yeah. And then Jehovah's Witnesses, when they stopped, when the Catholic Church stopped, that's when Jehovah's Witnesses started. And maybe, and my theory is that people started to see, like, hey, like they keep prophesying things that aren't coming true. And then people are start questioning and leaving. So if they add this component to the religion, then they'll be
0: able to. Like, keep people in and be yeah. too scared to leave. hold on to them better. Oh, yeah. And keep them from talking to people who might bring them out, of course.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you got the whole apostasy thing. Like, they're going to be too scared to talk to other
0: people. Yeah. You know? They're not allowed to. Regarding the, um, like, the end of the world thing. So, um, Mormons don't believe in, like, a, an Armageddon, exactly. Mm-hmm. But they talk about... Uh, Christ coming a second time and uh, they've, they don't give specific dates, but something that I always found kind of funny as well is like almost every prophet that Mormons ever had has been like, it's right around the corner or like uh-huh. several, several of them have been like, like, Oh, I believe it's going to be in my lifetime or I'm sure I'll see it. Dude, they never, that's they the never same like exact phrases
1: I've heard my whole childhood. Yeah. It's going to be in our lifetime. Yeah. <laughs>
0: God. I even had like a leader of my congregation uh, say that to me once that he was like, he was like this great, you know, he was above the, the local congregation. He was like the area leader. Okay. For like, so that, what would be like an overseer for Jehovah's witness then? Like they're called
1: district overseers.
0: Okay. Yeah. One of my, um, uh, overseers, I guess he, he had said something about that and he was like, it's going to be in my lifetime. And I remember looking at him and being like, the founder of our church in 1830 also said that.
1: <laughs> right. was <laughs> like, all right, dude, whatever you say. I was like, I
0: was like, mm, and you're really old. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i know like like 70
0: when i he said that and i was like "Mm."
1: (laughs) okay oh man and they (laughs) like yeah they don't see it and then they call it like overlapping generations or something it's like you're just like now you're just like coming up with words you're just coming up with names to like like, fit your narrative i don't know if it's
0: tactics oh it
1: totally is yeah so because they have to you know like they have to remain in control like you know, and, but they like, yeah, they keep like coming up with all these weird rules, like the, even like the no blood rule. Like,
0: I don't know if like Mormons yeah, do no, that. We don't, like, but, we don't have that, but I've heard about that because we always yeah. thought that was weird.
1: <laughs> Never made sense to me, especially after going to medical school and stuff and like, you know, like learning about like the blood and like plasma and red blood cells and all this stuff. Like they can accept like blood derivatives, and but they can't accept what It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And I never really got how, you know, they would like praise. Like, I remember we had a, it was like an Awake article back in the 90s. And I remember at the time as a kid feeling so like, oh, they love Jehovah and they dedicated their life for him. And like, and it was like these kids on the cover, all these pictures of these kids that died because (gasps) they didn't accept a blood transfusion. And they were being praised as being like, holy, you know, like, like listening to this. And um and I remember being like, oh wow, they are like true servants of God. Like, what the? You're letting your kids die? It was something that could have saved their life so freaking
0: easy. Oh, and oh
1: yeah, I I kind of saw this happen play out firsthand with um a family that I know and their little boy came down with eu- leukemia, and um and I- and I love this family. Like I you know and I could tell they were terrified and they knew that they could and he needed a blood transfusion to save his life they're like he's gonna die if you don't give it and I know that his parents like felt torn and so I guess what they do now is the state will take temporary custody of the child even if the parents say no you know even to save that child's life yeah. They'll give the child the you know what they need done and then, you know, they will give like custody back to the parents after, but it's like a loophole so that Yeah. They don't have to kill their kid, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And I honestly don't think that they even tried to like fight it because I they wanted their son alive, you know. Right, of course. But they probably didn't want to like lose their entire lives if he got a blood transfusion. So
0: Oh God, what an awful like yeah like like ultimatum to give somebody like your yeah. your child can either go to hell or can like die on earth
1: yeah no and they give these like um you know they try to like give these examples of like who was it like abraham or someone like how god told him he had to kill his son up on the mountain and it was just a test or something but he was gonna do it Like <laughs> yeah. i forgot if i forgot who it was like but um, yeah, and they try to use that as an example, like, oh, put your faith in God and stuff <laughs> oh, like, and kill your kid. Yeah, sorry. No, no. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> never understood that. I never
0: understood the blood
1: transfusion thing.
0: It, they claim it's like from the Bible or something, right? Yeah,
1: they say like, yeah, not to eat blood. It's like last time I checked, like eating blood, like has nothing to do with a transfusion but whatever yeah <laughs> the bible also says not to eat pork and the bible also you know the bible says a yeah. lot of freaking stupid like and it says a lot of things like, yeah but it's like you're choosing what parts of the bible you want to listen to and the rest of it's just like eh, you know
0: yeah especially and- when it comes
1: to like the old world you know like the king james and the new world Translation, you know all that kind of stuff it's just yeah. like yeah whatever fits the
0: narrative and then of course making new rules to go along with it same yeah. as the mormons have done um, yeah yeah cuz like the there's no i don't know if you know this there's no there's no alcohol for like mormons can't drink any alcohol
1: okay is it true that you guys they that, that you couldn't drink coffee either
0: yeah no coffee oh. and no tea <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my
0: god i would die isn't that weird <laughs> i don't think yeah. i could survive <laughs> and like in the in the early days of the church it was told no hot drinks what? so for like i don't know how many years maybe 50 years it was just like nothing hot and then wow. they like i don't know modified it to be like well what god actually meant was
1: <laughs> isn't it funny the how the coffee
0: bean and the tea leaf so then it became like a so you can like drink hot chocolate, <laughs> yeah. and like oh. apple cider, but um, yeah, no uh, your tea.
1: Even though no there tea are so leaves. many teas
0: out there and herbs that are so good for you, well, yeah, you can have herbal tea. Uh, I mean, according to some people, but not like, like, like green you, tea because you like or eat herbs, but yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the other weird thing too is like you can still have caffeine. Like everybody's drinking diet coke. <laughs> Like wow. Utah is, oh, this is so funny. Utah is full of these, um, have you heard of like Swig? Uh-huh. Or um, See, there's. it's so big in Utah. They're these, instead of coffee shops, they're soda shops. And uh-huh. so all they sell is soda and cookies. And the soda is like dirty soda, uh, but not dirty with alcohol. Dirty like with syrups and fruit purees and creams and so every every morning before people go to work instead of getting a coffee look at these huge like 42 ounce sodas (laughs) with like (laughs) oh my goodness I don't know 50 grams of sugar like they're so bad for you they're so bad for me (laughs) yeah and I'm and I'm like And I just think it's so funny.
1: Yeah, like a freaking shitload of high fructose corn syrup is way better than caffeine. And it's like you lose,
0: you lose one vice and you just replace it with another, you know? Yeah. Like the coffee's (laughs) gone, but we're drinking soda (laughs) instead.
1: Oh my goodness. That's so interesting. I did not know that.
0: Wow. funny. Wow.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, silly, silly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. My first time, like my first few times drinking coffee too after cuz i was like 25 26 when i left the church oh wow um coffee's not good at first like oh yeah you even be like shaky and all like your stomach well, all effed up yeah and it's bitter and so i needed like you know a shit ton of cream and sugar to make it taste good nowadays i, still, I like, like it take with my just milk like that to but... Yeah, uh, I'm like cream sugar. Woo, let's go. <laughs> cream sugar with a little bit of coffee, please. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I live in Italy now, and they do their coffee here really well. Um, oh, so yeah,
1: you are fortunate, man. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm so I, jealous. <laughs> I quite enjoy it. So now I just do it with milk. I get um, it's it's like espresso, a shot of espresso with just milk and ice, and that's how I do Yum. it.
1: So is um, it like like kind of like cappuccino style?
0: um
1: or is it considered
0: like they call it cafe latte freddo which just means uh cold coffee and milk yeah Uh, and that's all it is it's just a shot of espresso with uh milk and ice and that's all i do or sometimes they will do like a cold brew with milk and ice and i've fallen in love with that i just had one before i called you
1: (laughs) nice (laughs) Uh, Uh, i want to go to italy Oh, come, come I at me, girl. It's kind of similar to the, like, to, like California's climate. That's what I heard. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. It, it hasn't snowed here since I've been here, which has been a nice reprieve from Utah. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, it gets so snowy there, but it does get really hot. And I, I was saying this before off of the air, but there's no, most people don't have air conditioning here. They're yeah. very like old fashioned and, uh, this past week has been hitting like record highs. Today was oh, ninety nine degrees.
1: The weather is um,
0: wild all over the world right now. It is it's
1: just wild, it's yeah. crazy,
0: like hitting records all over the place. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's... interesting to me the the similarities that we we have, and I I appreciate your willingness to share your story and being open with oh, me. Absolutely. And, I, I know that and it's And again, if it helps difficult. anyone else, I
1: like I I'm willing to talk about things if it will help one person.
0: This has been great. Thank you so much, Candace. And Yeah, uh, thank
1: you for having me on. I I'm really excited
0: it. to publish this. And you know, any questions about Jehovah's Witnesses or maybe about like a I don't know, if you're going through something similar, Candace you're willing to, to talk with these people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Be a friend. Yep. So I'll, if I'll link her. In, yeah. You know, yeah, no link,
1: judgment whatsoever.
0: I'll link that information in the show notes. And, um, it's just nice. To, it was so nice to talk to you today. Thank you for being here. You, I appreciate too. you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to talk again, I'm, I'm all for it. Amazing. So well, thanks again.
0: This has been another episode of Confessions of an Ex Mormon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate the show. You can find me on Instagram at Confessions of an Exmo or send me your stories at Confessions of an Exmo at gmail.com. I'm also on Patreon now, so support the show there at patreon.com slash confessions of an exmo or find it down in the show notes. Thanks for your support. See you guys in two weeks.